0: Welcome to night number two of Game Over Calgary. I'm Peter Klein, he is Audie James, uh, and Audie, I, I think we got the technical issues that at least the people will be aware of figured out um we, we don't on, I'm gonna cross ends, my
1: fingers and pray
0: <laughs> yeah yeah on our ends we're, we're still having some time with it but um uh, overall this is still oh you just jumped on me but that was my fault uh overall though i think we got this figured out um in terms of the hockey game that we just i guess first of all i shouldn't jump to the hockey game that's very rude of me how are you today sir
1: i'm fantastic i'm as good as i can be after a flames lost a loss in a meaningless game but i'm i'm pretty good yeah, how are you?
0: I am good. Yeah, good. I I don't know what we just watched. Um, and admittedly, I've watched a lot of hockey today. Um, but yeah, I don't. You have, you yeah, have. <laughs> yeah, we got the the Alberta Champions Cup going on out here right now, and that was yes. a whole lot of me out there today. But oh, for sure. Um, yeah, I don't like that. This is I like to think that there's always something that you can learn from every game that you watch. I, I don't know I I, I don't think uh, we learned that if y- you throw 115 sh- shots at Dan Vladar, a couple of them are going to go in. That's basically what we established from this game tonight. That this isn't a game of learning. I don't think.
1: No, there's not much. To, and honestly, it's hard to take anything away from this game. Like I mentioned, it, it was a meaningless game. It was the second half of a back to back against a non playoff team. I don't know what you what what do you take from it? Like you don't you don't learn from it. It's right. it's not a you know, it, it was kind of just a meh meaningless game. It, mm-hmm. it, there's there's not much more to uh, to break that down. I don't know. It's yeah, it just kind of it was what it was.
0: Yeah, I think the positive thing from a Flames perspective is that it was a meaningless game, right? Like you mm-hmm. oh, you wanted sure. this game to not matter at all. You you wanted no one to get hurt. You wanted no one to yeah get suspended. No one did anything stupid. It, the the fact that this was a, a bland blah, meaningless, whatever the hell is totally fine, I think, from a Flames perspective.
1: Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that too because there were a few instances in this game where, you know, maybe uh, some shenanigans or or rough stuff was could have taken place after the whistle, and it was it was interesting to see that you know nobody really did anything, and I think that was maybe the mindset. I don't know. I would love to know what they thought going into this game because you know Daryl talks about all the time how the uh, the individual accolades don't mean anything, and there weren't many individual accolades to. You know, contribute to tonight unless Johnny Goudreau put up nine points and all of a sudden won the Art Ross. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, obviously Daryl's 700th win, which they couldn't do for him this year, which is unfortunate. But we still have uh, we still have a full 82 next year. But um, yeah. Aside from that, like pretty blah game. It was you know no team. I, I mean the flay or the Jets. Uh, unlike my internet connection, looked really fast last night. <laughs> um. Or tonight, sorry. Uh, I think they they looked really quick, but that's also could be the product of the Flames playing on the second half of a back-to-back. So I don't know what you take from it
0: yeah um there was a play I think it was the second period Brendan Dillon went down on a knee and blocked a shot and man like I get like there there's instincts and all of those things and they are manlier men that I will ever hope to dream of Manning like but there is not a snowball's chance in hell I'm getting in front of a shot in this game that meant diddly squat for anyone um and I thought like man if any flame does that I'm going to lose my mind um but they didn't I guess for me the main talking point coming out of this game is it's not like how they played it's who played um and admittedly Mm, uh, like i said before i was um i was out at the amazing seven chief sportsplex and Mm. um so i missed the first little bit and i saw the alert that matthew kachuk scored i was like wait he's playing
1: yeah right
0: that's not what i I think it
1: was like three minutes and 29 seconds in same thing i'm like holy smoke well i think too because like somebody put out a tweet and i can't remember i'd love to credit the account but it was a list of nhl superstars not in action tonight and, you know, the you see the Bruins sitting eight guys. Mm. The Leafs sat a bunch of guys, which hurt my parlay because I had Austin Matthews scoring two tonight. Um, <laughs> not easy on the bank account. Thank you very much. But, um, yeah, it was kind of surprising. Like I said, like it, nobody's playing for anything individually either. Like everybody's kind of hit those those benchmarks that they've wanted to hit. You know, 340 goal scores Gaudreau and Kachuk, both over 100 points. I just don't really... I, I couldn't see the value in uh, in playing everybody. I, w- I was honestly surprised or uh, expecting to see a big recall from Stockton today, with with uh, with you know maybe a couple guys getting a couple games or a, one game worth of NHL salary and getting in some action tonight. But uh, yeah, here we are. We, everybody played. They 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 rolled out what they rolled out. Vladar gets the starts, and it was you know is what it is. I guess.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, but that that's. To me, and I would have played the last stretch here once they clinched the Pacific. To me, I wanted the, the that little scratches column on the NHL roster page. I wanted that to mm-hmm. be filled with regulars every night. Like you don't have to oh, say yeah. eighty guys, but just like three yeah. each night. Give them a bit of a break. And I, I just I understand that there's um that there's a rhythm that these guys get into, and there's a flow, and there's all of those things. You cannot convince me that them not playing on the Friday before the playoffs is going to set things so off kilter that they're just not going to be able to to handle things in the playoffs. So it, it ends up out working out fine. That um, They aren't going to win or lose the Stanley Cup based off of Johnny Gaudreau playing whatever 20-some-odd minutes tonight and, and any of that. But it was just – it felt like a risk that didn't need to be taken, I guess.
1: Yeah, and I could, uh, I could totally agree. I even thought, too, that maybe we would see Dustin Wolf tonight. Uh, that would have been. Uh, I, is he still? He's still with the big
0: club, as I, far as I think as he I'm was sent back aware? to the American Hockey League. Um, I think. But you can. Okay, you you so can that, you can finagle that, that emergency call ups him. nice and easily, right? So
1: for sure, it's it's easy enough to do, and we've seen them do it uh, before. Well, his first recall or his most recent recall was an emergency recall. We'll put that in, in air quotes, but uh, yeah, definitely int- interesting to see the personnel that they went with tonight. And, uh, you know, like we said, the second half of back to bath, back, meaningless games. game it's interesting. I'm not, to, I'm not exactly sure, but Daryl Sutter does what Daryl Sutter does. And, and, and he takes no crap.
0: <laughs> that, that is absolutely certain. Um, so one thing, from, um, from the show yesterday as, uh, thank you to everyone who tuned in yesterday mm-hmm. as we, we worked our way through some stuff. Um, of course. I'm, I'm still learning all of this. And also like, we were just trying to like two hands on the steering wheel and try to keep it between the lines. Um, <laughs> But for for, for me, the, one of the mistakes I made was I wasn't looking at the, the, the YouTube comments. A lot of people talking about one of the things that, that I mentioned about kind of picking and choosing opponents from a playoff perspective. And the Flames at this mm-hmm. point have no say in the matter, right? Like they, they, they are no. first in the Pacific. They, they can't bounce between anything, but it is down now to the Dallas stars and the national predators. I, I made my preference, I think pretty clear last night um, for various reasons. We were unable to get your thoughts on that. Is there a, a team that you would rather the flames face, whether it be the predators or the stars here in, in round number one? It's, it's
1: tough to say because I feel like either team could take it down to the wire. I do think, I do think the flames get out of a first round matchup against either um but to to maybe pick one it's tough cuz i've had this question asked before and i just i i still don't really know if i fully know the answer and i want to lean towards nashville with uc saros they reported on the broadcast today that he might be out for longer than a month or a month or longer so that's not ideal especially a guy who's you know probably going to get some vesna recognition or recognition this year and and has been their backbone for the majority of the season uh, losing a piece like that is huge and, and relying on uh, David Riddick who you know the Calgary Flames know very well it's it, he's he's no stranger to them so uh, I, I want to say Nashville but at the same time like we just saw the other night uh, you know how how uh, how playing the Nashville Pre- and, and I kind of want to see that I want to see mm-hmm. you know I want to see that style of hockey in the playoffs especially like the beat downs and the after the whistle stuff like that just, just inject that into my veins right but um, I think for the greedy reasons, for the quality hockey, I want to see Nashville. But I think with Saros being out, I would almost favor it as well.
0: Yeah, I... From a like just a this would be entertaining as hell standpoint, it's the Flames and the Predators by a billion. Mm -hmm. Like that, that's Mm -hmm. not even close. Dallas has kind of turned into a sneaky, boring team in the last couple of years, which is unfortunate because they were kind of like the Golden State Warriors of the West for a little bit before like Golden State turned awesome, where it was just like, yeah, let's just put up eight goals a game and see what happens. Um, the reason I picked Dallas over Nashville, and I, I understand Saros is out. My thought is the Flames are going to beat either of them, right? Like, I, I am with mm-hmm. you. I, I do think, like, Soros being out is the difference between, like, six games and five games, maybe, or potentially even yeah. four. Um, as you mentioned, there can potentially be some issues there in goal for Nashville. My biggest worry about a series against the Nashville Predators is you are feeling that for however long you're in the playoffs. Like, it, it's it doesn't, I, I don't. Well, all due respect to to whoever, I don't really care who's in goal for for Nashville. I don't really care who's in goal for Dallas. What I care about is those other five dudes who are out there who are going to be kicking the tar out of the Flames. And the Flames are going to be giving it back to them. But that's going to be such a heavy, hard grind of a series. And I, I definitely need to come up with a more... I guess, modern view of this one, but I go back to the, the 2011, um, Vancouver Canucks Mm -hmm. and they had like, they had that crazy series against Chicago. And then they had a series that no one really talks about against Nashville in the middle. And I think it was only five, but in that series, Ryan Kessler got messed up and Dan Hamhuis got messed up. And both of those guys were never the same. And because of that, the Canucks weren't ever really quite that same team either. And so, I look at that and it kind of like brings it back to today. Obviously much different players on both sides of this, but I just feel like a series against the National Predators, you carry that with you a little bit more than you would a series against the Dallas Stars.
1: Well, not only that too. And you bring up a lot of good points about the uh, you know, the effect it would take on the ice, but that's a hard barn. You got to think that's a hard barn to play in. Those fans are relentless.
0: Oh, ridiculous.
1: Like ruthless. Like like they they will they will oh the, the the words they spew at you and 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 in what fashion that they do so like after a goal like every single goal they have that that I'm going to say it's stupid chant just because I've heard it so much and I, and I just I can't it's great but I also hate it um but they it's a hard building to play in you're going to have to play at least two in bridge
0: in bridgestone I had not considered emotional damage. I'll be honest. Um, yeah, that, emotional damage. Point. It's yeah. a thing. Yeah,
1: <laughs> emotional damage. Yeah, you got to th- the hurt feelings reports per sixty will be uh, will be incredible <laughs> yeah. in a first round series against Nashville.
0: Yeah, I, I hadn't considered Johnny Gaudreau brackets hurt feelings out for game two. <laughs> yeah. um, that's, but no, like you're right. Like that, that's a crazy place to play. And like for for, I just. I just don't view Dallas on the same level. A, I think if there is going to be one of those two teams to upset the Flames, it's the Predators. And B, like it just it would suck to play against Nashville. Um, we're still working our way through figuring that one out. I think I saw Nashville scored a minute and a half into their game against Arizona. I it don't... is
1: currently it is currently four nothing Nashville. Uh, okay. With with six and a half to go in the first.
0: All right. So this feels like it's probably going to be the Predators then. Yes.
1: Yes. The odds would suggest we were playing Nashville in the first round.
0: Yeah. Or the Arizona Coyotes are about to play the, the best 45 minutes of <laughs> hockey they've played all season.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> I, well, you could probably go back more than just this season, but yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, Yeah. Sorry. And then I didn't want to, I just wanted to add to, I didn't want that to be a knock to, to Dallas by any stretch by saying that, uh, that, you know, Bridgestone's a hard place to play in uh, because we know Dallas has a passionate fan base as well, but, um, we we do know what uh, we we've seen it before. Just ask the Pittsburgh Penguins in the Stanley Cup Final how uh, how those fans were.
0: Yeah, I, I think playing in Dallas motivates you because you have to hear that stupid boom boom Dallas boom stars goal song. Yeah. and I would play the best defense of my life if oh. if I ever had to play that.
1: Yes, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So I don't know. I mean, this it's 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 suggesting we're gonna play Nashville, and if it's anything like you know like i mentioned too what we saw a couple nights ago there uh in nashville we saw the we saw the fisticuffs we saw the physicality luchich was a probably the best version of himself in recent memory against mm-hmm. uh, Nashville. So maybe that's, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe you want to play Nashville. Maybe that's the catalyst to, uh, to sparking uh, Milan Lucic's game. Mm-hmm. Who knows?
0: That is something that, that we did get to talk about last night, but I have really liked the way Lucic has played the last couple of weeks. Like it, it does feel like he, he's kind of woken from a slumber and, and has kind of thought out like, okay, yeah, it's time to go it's, now.
1: <sighs> it's funny. It's so funny. Cause the, I like, I, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly, and the funniest part about it for me is, remember when we first got brought on and we had we had a call with uh, with Jesse and Steve and, and some other guys, and they asked us to say what the most frustrating thing about our team is. Do you remember my answer?
0: I, I believe you did mention, uh, Mister Mister Milan Lucic. It
1: was it was how ineffective Milan Lucic has been, and, and that next day, it seemed <laughs> like he, he's making me eat my. Wor- I'm so thankful. Well, now everybody knows, mm-hmm. but I'm so thankful that that wasn't a live. Know Zoom meeting or whatever because I would have uh, I would have had a lot of people making me eat my words. But Mm -hmm. yeah, it's uh, it's it's nice to see he you know he's a he's a niche player. There's not a whole lot of people like Milan Lucic that can play effective anymore in today's NHL. Uh, A bit of a boat anchor back in the day with the Bruins was a great power play guy because he would park his rear end in front of the net and just cause chaos and tap in garbage goals. But uh, you know maybe now they've got uh, ways to to kind of play around him. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's nice to see him. Kind of find a step into his role and kind of reignite that uh, uh, that big bad luchich that everybody was so uh, afraid of in, mm-hmm. in years past.
0: Yeah, he, he's been great. And that this is the time of year that you want that. I mean, look, Patrick oh, Maroon has won a couple of Stanley Cups, and no one would accuse him of being a very effective regular season player. Like, he's better than I am, but that bar's pretty low. Um, <laughs> but in the playoffs, like, he just, there is a value to guys like that. And if nothing else, oh, and I I do think that sometimes we, as people who look at the the numbers, and I, I do you know, natural Statric is a, a mm-hmm. daily visit for me. Um, so I, I like to, to go into the numbers and stuff like that. I do feel like there is quite a bit of value in the whole being there before thing. And Lucic, there is nothing that this guy hasn't seen in the playoffs. And so now you add a Blake Coleman to that. Um, Tanev has seen, I, I think his fair share as well, not obviously to the, the extents of, of Coleman and Lucic, but I do think having those guys around and again, Lucic has been here for a couple of years. So I, I understand that maybe, this doesn't hold as much water because again, it hasn't gone great the last couple of times, but I do think having guys like Coleman, guys like Lucic this time of year, when things are going sideways, like, Hey, I've seen this before. This is how we can get out of it. I think that, I think that matters.
1: Absolutely. Hell, Tyler Toffoli was there last year, right? Yeah, it's, Tyler uh, Foley, yeah. it's, it's crazy to, you know, you, you forget about that. Even uh, I, I believe if I'm not mistaken, someone in, uh, in chat uh, can definitely correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, Ryan Carpenter was there with Vegas not uh in, in their oh, inaugural geez. season if uh if someone wants to fact check me i would love to be proven wrong mm-hmm. uh but i i'm fairly certain he was there too but yeah just like it, you go up and down this lineup to to further your point you know you get into these uh these bottom six role players or you know middle six if you're talking about tyler to uh guys who've been there before uh, trevor lewis has been there yep. you know a handful of times and so is you know with the head coach right the the kirk muller was there not long ago right last year with uh, with montreal so it's uh it's crazy yeah there's it's it seems to be everywhere everywhere you look somebody on this team has has been there they know uh they know what it's like they've been through it so it's i think that's going to also inevitably help you know the guys that um certain people in the media tend to uh kind of voice their displeasure towards, you know, such as Johnny Gaudreau not showing up in the playoffs and stuff like that. I think that helps a guy like Johnny Gaudreau and guys like Matthew Kachuk, um, you know, kind of find, find their game in the playoffs, if that makes sense, or kind of Mm. find their way in the playoffs. Cause you know how I'll, I'll admit it. Johnny Gaudreau hasn't been the most effective player in the playoffs is as a matter of fact, I think I've been one of the people who have criticized him the most in the playoffs, but uh you know, if this season's any indicator, and and having that experience, having that uh you know that that winning pedigree behind him, I just think that that's going to rub off on everybody.
0: Mm-hmm. No, totally, you're, you're absolutely right. And um, w- w- with all due respect to the label that pays, and uh, maybe bringing up bad memories for no reason, you mentioned Tyler Tofoli. Like we talk mm-hmm. about scenarios that these guys have been through. Tofoli was down three-one last year to a team that was supposed to kick the tar out of them, and they were able to come back and win it. Now. I think one of the things like... It would be funny, like, hey, Tyler, what should we do? Oh, I don't know, get Carey Price. Um, so, like, <laughs> then there is a little bit to this that's like, you know what, like, yeah, if if we could just go get Patrice Bergeron and Carey Price, we might have this thing. But I, I do think having those guys around and and kind of helping them through, and, like, for, for Toffoli, he's been star player on championship teams, so he knows what guys like Kachuk and, and guys like Goudreau have kind of been through before. And I think another part where I think he becomes much more valuable, and we see it quite a bit, I, I think... Everything is different, obviously, in the playoffs, but I think power plays especially become that much more important in the playoffs because you don't get as many of them and games are so much more tight. It becomes that much more important. And I think that you see a bit of a different penalty kill out there. And I think Tyler Defoley can help in that area as well as he's someone who, again, has seen all of those before, is really good on the power play, and I think can kind of help this team adjust as they go along.
1: Oh, absolutely. I didn't even think uh, to, to bring up special teams, especially, you know, uh, looking back at this season... Uh, now that we can kind of put the the 82 games in the rearview mirror, now, you know the power play was something that wasn't fantastic all year. They bring in Tyler Toffoli, all of a sudden it's a it's a reign ignition. It looks a lot better, and and you know Daryl obviously he mentioned that when he brought Tyler when Tyler was brought in that uh, you know he's going to get special teams uh, time right off the bat, and and uh, it's nice to see that the the power play kind of found its way and, you know, maybe tapered off a little bit near the end of the year, but at the same time, it's still not, uh, not, not nearly as miserable as it has been. Um, but yeah, it's important, especially like you got to take advantage of uh, of the, as, as cliche or as obvious as it is, you got to take advantage of the man advantage when, uh, when it's given to you, but especially in the playoffs when, you know, we know how tight these games are going to be. We're not going to be seeing, you know, the 9-1 blowouts that we see, uh, you know, we saw against the Oilers and stuff like that. So uh, every goal counts, every power play matters, and it's going to be interesting to see how it uh, shapes out in the playoffs.
0: I feel bad that we have just completely blown past this game, but I, I, I don't think that there is a whole lot to discuss. Like, yeah, not Yeah, it's... Connor Hellbuck was really good. Uh, the, was. the Jets had a sweet passing play that led to a goal, and that was it all game.
1: Yeah, it wasn't... Yeah, you know, I, I kind of wanted to bring up the whole... We talked about it already, but, like, you know, I think more eyes were kind of on the Dallas game and, and the Nashville games anyway. Yeah. I think more Flames fans were kind of intrigued to see who they're facing in round one opposed to, you know, we know where the flames are going to finish. We we've known for a while. So this game is, hasn't meant much. So Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you know, I do feel bad for (laughs) kind of blowing over this game. (laughs) I will say there were a couple, I'm going to pull them up here. There were a couple interesting things that I did see on Twitter uh, from some, from some people here. Well, obviously one coming from uh, our good pal, Pat Steinberg. And it was Mm -hmm. about Matthew Kachuk's goal, his first period goal, the, uh, with Matthew Kachuk's first period goal, Calgary has scored first for the 54th and final time so in 82 games they've scored the first goal 54 times which equates to 65.9% of the time for all you uh all you number crunchers out there which uh I found to be interesting yeah that's why I I well, bookmarked it but well, uh, I found to be very interesting
0: when you think of previous eras with this team um yes. I, I think back to the, the previous job that I had talking about this team on a daily basis
1: to find away if, flames
0: yes exactly yeah man <laughs> if I had a nickel for every time we said the phrase, "Well, this team just needs to start on time." I wouldn't be doing this right now. Um, That's Peter Lubardius' favorite saying, man. Man, it was everyone's <laughs> favorite saying around there, and it's true. Like it, it, it becomes a cliche because it, it's something that you actually need. Like it, it this league is really hard. And if you make it harder on yourself by losing all the time or by trailing all the time, it just makes it that much more difficult. That's why that Findaway Flames team was so out of their minds, it was because, like, you don't see that that often. And now when you get into the playoffs and teams can can clamp it down, and we've seen this Flames team can clamp it down one nothing Again, like, just everything becomes that much more magnified. And if you can get that one nothing, boy, it makes life a whole lot easier when you're just trying to get 16 more wins.
1: Oh, absolutely. I wholeheartedly agree. But, like, you got to admit, though, that Find Away Flames team was like chaotically fun.
0: No, I don't have to. I no, mean, like, in a way it was, yes. But this chaotically, is- like, in in the most yeah.
1: roundabout, twisted, and sick way, it would, like, because you just knew they were going to go down and they were going to have a third period comeback, the third period Find Flames.
0: I will say this, and maybe this goes down a bit too far of a road. I completely changed how I viewed hockey after that season so, because <laughs> I, I I'm someone I needed a why for everything I like I, I need like okay they're having all of these comebacks it can't just be oh wow how weird is that like there has to be something to it and I spent 82 games figuring out what the why was and I kind of talked myself into well they play with a faster pace and and then and they didn't um it, it was just yeah they, they had a lucky season but like it, it was after that year I was like you know what This was a wild and crazy year for the team that I cover, and I didn't enjoy it for a second because I was trying to figure out what the hell was going on. I was like, you know what? I maybe need to take this not as seriously as I'm taking this. Um, so that, that team completely changed my outlook on life, really. So um, I, I guess from that standpoint, that was, it was... We're getting real deep business.
1: and philosophical on Game Over Calgary. It's what we do. Episode two, and we're getting all <laughs> <Yeah>. philosophical. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Change but, your outlook on life.
0: Right, yeah. Uh, but no, hey, I, I remember, man, you can't put Yanni Orchio on waivers. I, I remember those conversations for sure. We're, we're in a bit of a different spot here with the Flames. Um, Just th- a tad. This is game over Calgary, but really, this particular edition is season over Calgary, as we were kind of yes. putting a bow on the 2021-2022 the campaign. I'm not going to say, give a later grade for this year, because it's an A+, plus because they won the Pacific Division, they had 110 mm-hmm. points, they won 50 games, Johnny Gaudreau is going to get heart Trophy vote, Like, they're going to get people to get votes in basically every category, except for Rookie of the Year um and that's just because they didn't have one so like th- th- this was an incredible incredible season but I guess just as we look at this season and as it goes along, whether it's the, the top line, it's the progression of Oliver Shillington earlier in the year, it's Jacob Markstrom coming so close to 10 uh, shutouts in a season. Is there kind of a standout thing from the regular season? We're hoping that there's a few from the postseason. But is there a standout regular season thing that you'll tell your grandkids about one day, about the 2021-2022 the Calgary Flames?
1: Yeah, you know what? I, 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 I always scapego back to the same answer and it's going to sound like it it, i'm going to sound like a broken record but like just seeing what daryl sutter did Mm -hmm. to come in and turn this team around from you know all all due respect to to jeff ward after last year uh that ship was being steered in a completely wrong direction and it was a bit too far gone down that direction by the time daryl came in but uh seeing basically what happened last year you know playing regular season, meaningless games when there's playoff games happening, which has got to be a moral gut punch, um, to seeing, you know, this team completely 180, uh, you know, everybody, well, not everybody, Erica Branson specifically and Nikita Zadorov making me eat crow about how I thought about their original signings, Oliver Shillington, all of a sudden coming out and, uh, just how great Goudreau has looked with, uh, you know, Matthew on the other side and, and, and Lindholm down the middle. I, I, Mm -hmm. it's hard to pinpoint one specific, um, moment or one specific point in the season. But I think that the easiest way for me to look at it is just the Daryl Sutter effect and how his system has, you know, made Johnny Gaudreau better, how it's made, you know, to to think that Gaudreau could get any better. Like Mm -hmm. he's gotten better. He's his 200 foot game is miles ahead from what anybody would have ever thought it would have got to. Um, but just the the fe- effect he's had on everybody and uh, it, he's he's a coach that demands respect, but is also so respected, yeah. which I find to be so, you know, it's so interesting. And they and they 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 they, res- they do they respect him so much. You hear, you know, they sing the praises about him all the time whenever they get the chance to. Um, but he also he also demands respect, which is it's, it's just a really interesting coaching style. And and, uh, you know, he's he's had me mesmerized all year. But what's uh, what what stands out for you?
0: There are a couple of things. Um, the the Daryl effect is definitely one of them. And I thought yeah. this. I thought this team was kind of uncoachable. Like I, it, it had been. We had been through so Blow many. Up the different, core. Yes, I. I was that. <laughs> I. I hundred percent was that. Maybe not as aggressively as some other people who worked under the same. I was that with I worked you. Under. Um, I was with you. But yeah. like, it, it's. They, they tried so many different coaches, right? It, it, it's Bob Hartley who goes this way. It's Bill Peters who does mm-hmm. a different way. It's Glenn Gulletson who does a different way from Jeff Ward. Like, all these different things. Like At some point, maybe it's not the coach. And then they bring in Daryl Sutter. Like, oh, okay, maybe it was the coach. Oh, jeez yeah. <laughs> um, so it's, it's tough to, to really argue against it. So that one, that was very eye-opening for me. Um, I guess kind of my honorable mention in this is I I am now of the belief that Chris Tanev can just do anything. Um, Mm -hmm. Last year, he turns Noah Hannafin into one of the better defensemen in the league and then just kind of like a a parent sending his kid off to college. Like, okay, you can go (laughs) off with this player now. My next project is Oliver Shillington. And speaking of players who I was out on. I was I was out with Shillington. I was like, "Hey, Connor Mackey is probably going to start games over Oliver mm-hmm. Shillington." Um, I I was like, "Yeah, Oliver Shillington's going to be fantastic for Stockton." Like, I I was I was way way back and gone on on Shillington and. Whatever of his approach is in helping these defensemen, Shillington has now turned into a a reliable defenseman on this team, and that makes this defense core just so much more difficult to play against. So that that one just the. Um, the 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 changer of all my opinions, Chris Tanev, and you look at the effects again, not just on Calgary, but Quinn Hughes has not been the same since Tanev no. left Vancouver a, a, either. And so at this point, I, I, there there are no more questions about that signing. There are no more doubts about Tanev. Um, I just give him Connor Mackey next year, and just like for the for the next few years, just have him churn out uh, prospect defensemen. The Flames have the best decor in the league in like two or three years.
1: You remember? Uh, oh, where was I going with this one? You, oh yeah, do you remember when when we when uh, when the Flames first brought in Chris Tanev and, and all the Canucks fans were saying, "Oh, have fun with all of his injuries." Mm-hmm. He, he hasn't missed a single game since he's become a Cal- he played all fifty six last year. He played all eighty two this year. That's which correct. is another stat that. that I uh, that I pulled up. He hasn't missed a single game due to injury. Meanwhile, we had all these Canucks fans chirping saying that we were gonna you know come back to us when he's you know when he's when he's on the shelf again. But uh, to all those Canucks fans. I uh, I've got some words for you that I probably can't say <laughs> live right now, but right. Uh, yeah, he played, he played all 56 last year and, uh, and a full 82 this year. I didn't so even think of let, that. Let, let that sink in.
0: Yeah. That's another, God, we're he's going a warrior, through.
1: man. This guy's a, like, he, it, oh. you see how many, sh- how many shots he soaks in a year too, two. And you know, he's, he's got it with that, uh, with that half grin, you know, whatever teeth he's got left in his mouth there. Um, true warrior. And, and honestly, the, the, the best partner that Oliver Shillington probably could have ever oh, had. Yeah. We we all know. And, and I know, you know, this just like Shillington coming in was, was highly touted for his skating and for his, you know, his, his with the puck on his stick and creating offensive chances and being able to be, you know, paired with a guy who's defensively responsible, like Chris Tanev, who's mm-hmm. going to let you join the rush. If you, if you, you know, if you can carry the puck up with, uh, with whoever, right. And uh, just knowing that you have that stable body back there, but, yeah, it was it was a damn near perfect season for uh, for number 58.
0: Yeah, no, it, it absolutely was. And again, I don't know why I've turned this into things Peter said wrong in his last job hour, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's job over Calgary for me. But um, <laughs> I, I think when the 10f signing came down, I was like, yeah, he's going to be the best Flames defenseman for 42 games a year because I, I, I bought into the, the injury things, too. And he yeah, yeah I think a lot of people did. It's crazy. Yeah. Like I can't even I can't even get my mind back in that frame, uh, that, that mindset of the, the injury prone thing. Because the guy's just like, oh yeah, I'm assuming if his leg fell off, he would just keep playing. Like he's just that type of a dude.
1: Yeah. You know, to be fair though, don't be so hard on yourself because I think a lot of people were kind of in that mindset too. It's mm-hmm. not, you know, you don't have to eat as much crow as 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 other people do. But uh yeah, it, it's it's nice to see because he's been, you know, obviously we saw you, you know, a lot of us. Well, we all knew Giordano was going to be uh, headed to Seattle even before, well before the expansion draft took place, and you know a lot of people thought about what the question marks were going to be on the blue line. And obviously, Tanev took the reins, and a lot of guys stepped up, and 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 the Flames, you know, easily put out one of the best uh, blue lines in the league this year. Mm-hmm. Well, they have. You're a natural stat trick guy. Yeah. How much uh, at five on five over 600 minutes? How many? How many better pairings? Are there than, you know, uh, Hannafin and Anderson? I don't I think, think they're the best pairing all yeah. year.
0: Yeah. Best and, pairing all year. And I think Tanov and Shillington, like, are at least on the page as well. Like, that's,
1: yeah. I think they're third or fourth. I put out a tweet yeah. a couple weeks ago uh, with those. I couldn't believe, well, not that I couldn't believe it, but it was like, holy smokes, like, mm-hmm. four of the Flames' six defensemen are, are listed on the top, like, four. Yeah. Other teams don't even have, like, they, you know, you'll see a couple pairings here and there, but you scroll all the way down to the bottom to see the rest of their blue line. So, I just found that to be interesting too.
0: Now, I um I have a couple more questions here, but before we we let out today. I guess first of all, as you mentioned, because um, the, the next time we're doing one of these, it is going to be after Game One of the the Stanley Cup Playoffs, and That's we right. are now under the assumption that that is going to be a series featuring the Calgary Flames and the the Nashville Predators. A, all I'm asking for is one game of Blasty versus Mustard Yellow. Oh um, my God! Yes, <laughs> right. please. Oh, oh my God! I'm just gonna be I'm gonna be on Twitch playing with those jerseys specifically just right? so I can do that. Um, <laughs> I guess just your first reaction as we, I mean, we got to dive into it a little bit because we saw these two teams play about a week ago, but mm-hmm. how, how do you view that series going from a, a Calgary Flames perspective?
1: Well, you put it perfectly with, you know, kind of the way that comparing, you know, the Canucks 2011 run and running into Nashville and getting all beat up. I think the, the, the Flames, you know, I don't think they're going to take them for granted. Uh, they, they know that they're a good team. They've seen them twice in the past two weeks and and they knew that it was a potential playoff matchup, you know, back then too. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think they're going to take them for granted. I think they're going to know, but I think they're going to match the intensity. I think Nashville is going to come out, uh, guns a blazing. And, uh, and I just think that, you know, with the combination of, of Lucic kind of finding his stride again and, and getting back to that physical, uh, uh, force to be reckoned with that we know and love. Um, I just think that they're going to have to match the intensity. I think that, uh, and again, as cliches that sound, you can write down all the cliches I've uh, <laughs> I've put out. today, match the intensity? Play a full sixty, pucks in deep. But um, yeah, if they can match the intensity, because you know they're going to co- they're going to come out fighting. They're going to come out uh, pretty much the same way that they played the past couple meetings uh, that they've had. If they can uh, even match that intensity and 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 you know see where that takes you, I think that you know, they're going to be in pretty good shape. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I would agree. Um, really, the, the key is the Flames just need to want it more. That was the only cliche yeah. you didn't get to, so I just needed to check <laughs> that one off. Um, but no, I think for me, I, I feel like what Nashville does, the Flames do better. Um, and that concerns yeah. me, because the last yeah. time I said that about a series was Colorado a couple of years ago. But no. um, mm-hmm. for the for this series, like the Predators defend really, really well. The mm-hmm. Flames defend better. The, the Predators have some high-end scoring talent, right? Like Philip Forsberg, Matt Duchene. like those guys are very, very good. The Flames have that, and I think they have more scoring depth. Like I just, I feel like they check all the boxes, and then obviously the big one is between the pipes, where it's, it's Rake against Markstrom. And there is like two percent of me that's thinking, oh wow, Riddick revenge series, and he just plays the best. Big Save Dave comes out uh, for two weeks, it scares and the hell out of me. It, right? Right? Like it it's. Does. I, I don't think it's. I wouldn't put money on it. I, I think the no. Flames win this series, and quite frankly, I think it's in five. I think they win a couple in Calgary. The the the, the remarkably insulting fans of Nashville hurt the feelings of the Flames and uh, pick up a win in Game Three, and then Calgary shakes it off, picks up a win in Game Four and Five, and off we go to the next round. Like I, I think that is the most likely scenario in this series but like i said there's just that little bit that little bit back here and uh, mm-hmm. that's like oh yeah of course this is going to be the time david riddick comes in and completely ruins everyone's hopes and dreams and we're back questioning life as a flames fan as we know it
1: that would be just like so poetic <laughs> but like but chaotically poetic yeah you know like like yeah anyway i i don't want to see that happen nor do i think it will happen but I've seen crazier things happen, so, so that, I would not even put it wouldn't be, even be surprised
0: um, be, because apparently I just like being wrong. Um, I'm going to to hold you accountable. Official prediction.
1: Official prediction. Yeah.
0: Um, I think put a number on it.
1: I think that's uh, I think the flames do it. Uh, I don't think it's going to be as uh, as fast as you think, though. I, I, I'm going to go flames
0: in six. Okay. So with that being said, that means the Flames move on to the second round of the playoffs in the Pacific mm-hmm. Division portion of the bracket. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the potential. They're playing Edmonton. That, that's something we haven't seen in a long time. They're playing Edmonton. It's going to happen. And so my question is, it's not what we think is going to happen. How do you handle that from a fan watching those game perspective? Because I, I can't imagine being like, yeah, let's go Oilers. Come on. Connor McDavid and, and company. No,
1: no. But I also,
0: uh. if I don't get to see that, there is going. If the the final horn sounds, and the L.A. Kings are celebrating, hopefully on Edmonton Oilers ice. Mm. Um, if that happens again, most of me is going to. My main reaction is going to be, and I quote, <laughs> but there is going to be a part of me that is going to be so disappointed, and I, I know, don't know yeah. how to handle that.
1: I want to play. I I want to play. I want them to play the Kings for an easier route. I'm going to right. put that in air quotes because I think that they can they can have their way with the Kings better than they can with the Preds. Like that might even be an easier series. I think. Um, but I want a battle of Alberta. Right. I have. I haven't witnessed in my in my time living in Calgary. I haven't witnessed a Calgary Edmonton playoffs. I don't even. I couldn't even tell you the last time it happened. Gotta be. Oh, I should looking, know. Someone this. can fact. Someone can fact check us on this. Someone's in the chat, typing away, knowing exactly what we were about to ask. Well, this is but I,
0: one of my jobs at my last place was doing this week in Flames history. I should know this stuff by now. Give me a sec. Keep talking. It's
1: my favorite segment. This oh. th- this week in Flames history. Yeah, I don't know. I but yeah, like I mean, I've been in Calgary for eight years now, and I haven't seen anything remarkably oh, geez, close. No, of course th- you haven't. <laughs> to uh, to to that, but but like I want to. Right. I, I'm 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 I love chaos. I want to <laughs> see it. I want to see it so bad. Um, but yeah, at the same time, I don't want to see it because I feel like if the if the Oilers make it out of the first round, they're all of a sudden going to have this uh, this uh, this swagger and, and Mike. Mm. But then you got the Mike Smith revenge tour.
0: Right. Oh, geez. Oh, my. right. Oh, no. I didn't even think about trying to emotionally handle that. Um, Mike anyway, Smith
1: and Brett Kulak revenge tour. Uh,
0: 1988 is the uh, end. The, the, oh, no, sorry, I missed one. Uh, it is 91. My apologies. 1991, uh, it was the division semifinals that the Flames fell to the Oilers in seven games. I wasn't even alive.
1: Not to make anybody <laughs> feel old.
0: <laughs> I mean, I was one, but still, like, uh, <laughs> but yeah, you man. wouldn't remember it. No, no, I wouldn't. Um, <laughs> I, I hadn't thought about the Mike Smith part of that. I was just, it's funny, it's funny that I didn't because I thought of the Mike Smith part of them losing. I didn't think of the Mike Smith part of them winning and facing the Flames in the next round.
1: Wouldn't that be like? I don't. I. That's what I don't want to see. Right. I feel like because playoff Mike Smith was. Uh, was like one of the few good things in
0: Calgary. People were chanting for him.
1: Yeah, him and him and playoff Sam Bennett <laughs> were about the two highlights. Yeah. The last time the Flames made the playoffs, I guess, in a non uh play in playoff, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Uh, a more traditional playoff. But um yeah, it's it it kind of scares me too though.
0: I'm getting way ahead of ourselves on this one but thinking about it round one you go through Riddick round two you get through Mike Smith round three it's the Colorado Avalanche who uh, embarrassed you and potentially sent an entire fan base into a spiral for three years and then if you get to the Stanley Cup final and then you face either Sam Bennett or Mark Giordano in, in the Stanley Cup final like there's just it's flame storyline flame story flame story. There, there's there's no the story writes thing itself. In the bunch. right.
1: The story writes itself. That's another. Uh, did you Did you cross that one off? But who's got bingo for, for <laughs> yeah. cliche bingo? Uh, the story writes itself. That would. Yeah, I don't know. We're, we are getting pretty far ahead, but uh, it, it, it's. There's a lot of connections. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of Calgary connections.
0: Yeah. So as we just laid out, it's going to be a next, uh, a fun next few months or a remarkably disappointing week. And uh, we're going to have to yell and scream on here either way. Um, we're going to be along for the ride. I think we're going to call it a day here on game over Calgary today. Um, mainly because it's been 40 minutes and nothing's gone wrong and I don't want to chance <laughs> it. Um, so Audie, where can people find you, sir?
1: Oh, you can find me on Twitter at Audie James. Uh, and that's about it. Oh, okay. or on Instagram at Audi James underscore, but uh Twitter mostly Twitter
0: nice um you, you'll be able to tell that I've, I've done this part before uh you can yes. find me on Twitter and Instagram I am at primetimeline twitch.tv primetime PK uh, I've been doing some stuff with all-time flames lineups on there it's been a blast um we have the the random NHLer of the day that anytime Zeke Palfy pops up he just automatically wins um so we've been we've been running through that but no I I'm so excited to be a part of this I'm so excited this worked today oh jeez, me too and I bring on the playoffs man I can't wait I'm done with these regular season games that don't mean anything I I am ready for the intensity and just to see what this team does because this is every excuse is gone now right like there's no oh well maybe it's this oh well maybe it's this it's no 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 no, no. Gaudreau needs to do